0: hello on this podcast we talk about movies their faults their flaws and their plots so expect some
1: spoilers you've been warned Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and I think uh, O.J. Simpson actually has a good chance of inadvertently saving the universe just because he's got a little streak of ruthless in him.
0: I'm Eric, and I think Bobby
1: Boucher Jr. would
0: actually be really good at saving the universe. You just gotta listen to what Mama tell him.
1: I'm Richard, and uh, my bet for inadvertently saving the universe is John Elway. He managed to get the Denver Broncos to win a Super Bowl. He can do anything. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, we got that out, but, uh, we got these plot holes. We got a movie we're going to fill plot holes with, and what are we going to fill these holes with this week? Uh, rotating plates with spikes? How about, uh, all these, uh, blue screen clouds? There are a lot of them.
0: I think that's just ink and water. not going to lie. Anyways, besides the point, how do these all tie together?
1: Why? Flash Gordon is how.
0: Whoa! Oh, sorry, guys. Okay, that's my one I'm going to do. Should we all do it at the same time just to get out the, you know, Flash...
1: All right. Whoa. I was say so. Okay, uh, so this week's uh, movie that we're talking about is Flash. Whoa, Whoa. Okay. Gordon, savior of the universe. Savior of the universe. A hey, uh, he's a miracle.
0: Anyway, okay, that's enough uh, of that. He
1: saved An- everyone another, of us. Another movie in our um, reboots of older series. Series. And uh, what's the plot of Flash Gordon, Eric? Like you Try. hadn't seen this before, it wasn't an eeler, but right. Let's see what's the, what's the plot. Where, are you prepared?
0: You know, I've been trying to think of like exactly how I would ex- describe the plot of Flash Gordon.
1: Well, we we obviously have a football player who saves the universe.
0: Flash Gordon is a foo football. Foosball. A, a football player for the New York Jets, might I add, and he gets abducted by some crazy science ex NASA scientist gets blasted into space and apparently becomes the savior of all the uh, weird costume aliens that are definitely not people in costumes. They're like of the highest um, costume production quality. But apparently he spends the entire time like being kidnapped or forced to fight for his life. Whereas the girl that he just met, literally at the beginning of the movie, falls in love with him, gets engaged to the emperor of the universe... And then he kills the emperor of the universe, or the emperor of the universe kills himself. I don't know. They kind of left it open ended because that's they thought they were getting a sequel. And Flash Gordon saves the day with the help of Birdman and uh, Robin Hood. I want off s- brand Robin Hood. No, he was on brand. It's uh, oh, he was British, right? No, he was actual Robin Hood. Um, the James Bond. What's his name? Robert R- Roger Moore. That's mm-hmm. his name. I want to s- I wanted to say one of the other
1: James Bond characters, but. Look, there were a lot of James Bond actors in this film, all right? Well, at least one. All right, and so and then he saves the universe. He saves every one of us.
0: Wait, okay, Richard just held up his hands five. We're going to take a little segue. How many James, like, actual James Bonds is?
1: Well, he's the only James Bond. Oh, okay. But people from James Bond films, you had uh, Timothy Dalton, Max von Sydow, Topol, Andy Bradford, and Robbie Coltrane, all in this film. All right, well, we'll have to come back to that. There's a strong Bond connection. Well, we'll just get to it right away, because I do believe it is time for movie facts. And not just movie speculation. Well, we'll go for it. So, the Flash Gordon TV series aired from 1954 to 1955. And in 1980, they decided, well, let's revisit the 50s. And so, we got our Flash Gordon film... It hit theaters on December 7th of 1980 had a budget of about $20 million. Opening weekend earned about 3.9 million, earned 27 million in the US and didn't get a worldwide release. So it was a failure. Much like many of these others, all of the actors were signed on for multiple films, which didn't happen. It it's true so like, like i said there's a lot like there were five people who were in uh different james bond ones obviously we had Topol. he's not a rich man but he wasn't poor either and it's a fiddler's on the roof reference for all you plebs uh arnold schwarzenegger wanted to be uh flash gordon but that was before he that was he still had a super thick Austrian accent, and so they just turned him down. Couldn't they have made him that doctor then?
0: I think the doctor was supposed to be older, though, older than Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's true. Because he's supposed, like, in the movie... What about if
1: him? Arnold was a Hawkman?
0: That would have been fun.
1: Like, maybe not the, the leader of the Hawkman, but that 2nd command guy?
0: He could have done the Vo- uh, Valkyrie cry from uh, Wag- Va- uh, Wagner. <laughs> you know, the... Well, I guess he's not female, so... He's not... Are you... He's not a lady. He's not a lady. So technically, you know, that's, you know, appropriation of culture or whatever. But he is Austrian.
1: Uh, I think it would have made a great Flash Gordon. It might have succeeded if it was Arnold.
0: Oh, but he was already the Terminator, though. He might have been too scary to be Flash Gordon.
1: I don't know. He He's always been into the having the big smile for the camera. I don't know. He kind of has a threatening smile, though. Like, we've all seen Kindergarten Cop, right? A long,
0: long time ago. <laughs>
1: That's where he's friendly, right?
0: Where there's the last action hero.
1: Yeah, but uh, jingle any, all the way. And any other interesting trivia about Flash Gordon? Well, what type of cheese was used in Flash Gordon? Because there was a lot of it. Well, there was a lot of cheese that was used. I mean, okay, so the end that we that you commented on where Flash jumps up and they do the freeze frame, yeah. That was supposed to be the original end? No, that was a whole bunch of various versions of improv, and that's the best one, because they couldn't figure out how they were going to end this movie. And that was just the best take they had. (laughs) Um, Technically, the guy who plays Flash, he has dark hair and they had to bleach him blonde. And the girl was originally blonde, and they had to dye her hair brown. Uh, they don't want too much of that master race
0: thing going on, do they? Yeah.
1: And uh, the guy who played Ming, his costume was like 70 80 pounds. I could imagine that. There's a lot of uh, beads on that, just so beads he, alone. He couldn't like stand in it for more than a couple of minutes at a time just because of how horrendous that costume was. It's not even like a Godzilla suit. It's not And then while they were doing the spinning spike disc fight, uh, they kept having paint from the disc rub off on them. And so they had, like, any time they did a cut in between takes, they had to go and wash the actors off. So they, and then spray paint it again. Did they hose them down? I don't know whether or not a hose was involved.
0: I wonder if they would just switch, like, costume pants or something. And then just, like, okay, go wash that one, and we'll just rotate through them.
1: But the director, uh, Mike Hodges, referred to a lot of production problems during the film. And so he called this the only improvised $27 million movie ever made. (laughs) All right. So there you go. So now is it time to fix those plot holes? I think it is. Are Are we ready to defend this film?
0: We'll try. I mean... As much as the... It
1: was improvised. Look, was we say, have the power of Queen on our side.
0: That's true. I was going to say, we'll give us about as much effort as the uh, the guards guarding the prisoners gave. They gave no effort. Sounds we, about right.
1: We have to give some effort.
0: Listen, I opened up my cell phone to look at the page. That's about as much as I'm willing to give this. Oh, movie. so
1: we're getting our plot holes from a multitude of sources This today. We have uh, one from IMDb, three from Movie Mistakes... And then some lady has a list of ten things, though I don't think they're all plot holes. Sometimes she just talks about people's fashion choices.
0: It's a Courtney's movie blog on Tumblr, so if you want to search that out and if Tumblr's still a thing, apparently it is.
1: Put a link in the doobly-doo. Okay, here we go. What's our first plot hole?
0: Our first plot hole is from IMDB, and it states, so this is near the end of the movie, Flash somehow manages to set a countdown of 3 minutes, 21 seconds to Earth's des- destruction. Uh, in case you haven't seen the movie, the bad guy is causing a whole bunch of problems on Earth. Like, and the moon is slowly getting closer and closer to Earth. Basically, he ripped off the plot to Majora's Mask. And, Preemptively.
1: Mm, Skull Kid just did it better.
0: Majora's Mask is a time travel game, so... Technically, it starts anyway,
1: Anyways, yeah, the moon's going to come crash okay. down on Earth.
0: Yes, the moon is going to crash down on Earth. So, okay. Flash sets a timer of 3 minutes 21 seconds to Earth's destruction. According to Zarkov's calculations, Zarkov's another character in the movie. He does so without a reference point in time. So Flash just knows that, hey, the Earth is going to be destroyed in about this amount of time. But he didn't know exactly how much time had passed. So how did he figure it out?
1: Um, He set his watch. He's really good at keeping time in his head. Yeah, that's how he's a football player. And, or, I would also like to point out, as we, one of those things we talked about during the film, like, if he saved the Earth by, like, 10 seconds, the moon's really, really close to hitting Earth, and then it gets pulled back away, it's really, really bad yep. for Earth, no matter what. It could just be that Flash just erred on the side of, well, I have to save Earth by this time, or else it's all screwed, and didn't actually have a reference point. Because the little floaty robot said that he saved the Earth, and turns out that he didn't set his timer right. He set it way too early. But that was good. Or another thing is, is uh, maybe he could connect the... Because uh, he's using the evil ship computer, right? Yep. So the bad guys have this network, right? So maybe he just downloads the Destruction to Earth app and uh, turns it on. Ice might. Ice might. Also available in Android.
0: Eventually. They probably get rid of the i part, though. I think that'd be, ca- um, it'd be called, uh, Smiter. Smiter Pro. Oh no, Pro's the paid version, so mm-hmm. Smiter Lite.
1: All right, moving on to movie mistakes. Ahem, a group of baddies in Ming City fire at Flash Gordon from one laser gun while he drives his jet. But from, uh, the, uh, reverse angle, the shots are coming from everywhere, as if there were dozens of guns. Well, as a matter of fact... If you watch the film, the shots come from a bunch of different locations on Ming City. And so, yes, they, he is being shot at from more than one gun.
0: That's a really bad air defense plan if you only have a single gun shooting at possibly a squadron of planes.
1: Yeah, so you see, I, I agree with you because when we're actually watching it, it does start firing at one point, then a second point, then a third point. Like, you know, the, the word's getting around. We only see that there's one gun from its perspective. I mean, do we have to look and see at every gun and everyone who's firing it? I mean, they didn't do that in Star Wars.
0: Well, I mean, they we actually do see only one gun being fired in Star Wars. So tech, according to this, the, the on the Death Star Trench Run Assault, there is only one gun firing a lot of laser blasts.
1: Blaster bolts.
0: Uh, no, they are turbo All the, the lasers. Oh, they're terrible lasers. Do not doubt my power, John.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, uh, there's actually multiple guns. Pretty simple. Now, when the movie starts, Flash's t-shirt has a lightning logo on the back, which is the same one that appears on the clothes he's given later on when he gets to Mongo, where he wasn't being expected.
0: Weren't those his funeral clothes, though? Like, he was buried in them? Or executed in, in them, I guess? Yeah,
1: but how come they, they had, like, a lightning bolt for They him? have really quick... Tailors and they thought it was an important symbol. I mean, sure, Mongo is this, uh, this horrible authoritarian state, and being is merciless, but he does respect your clothing, tr- um, your fashion choices. See, and I'd have to agree with the fast costuming, because how many outfits did he make for Dale? Just so many.
0: Maybe that's the power of the ring he wears.
1: And power- on top of that, like, the little plaque... That Flash gets for his like mirrored coffin. Like the Mongo the Mongo Arts and Crafts Guild is cranking stuff out fast. That's because he's uh their emperor is impatient. And if you're too slow, you're gonna get disintegrated or liquidated or just, you know, killed in some way. Oily gooped. Yeah, you just get that done and get it done fast. And get it done well.
0: Alright, so next plot hole, unless there's more to be discussed, but
1: no, I think we cover that. It's just quick tailors. Like Uber Eats. And that
0: fu- But for clothes. I was going to try to make a pun out of Uber or... Next plot hole then. So Flash needs a device to communicate via telepathy and help on... Oh, and he needs help on how to use it. Yet Dale, who, whom he's communicating with, talks out loud and her voice reaches Flash without the use of any device or help at all. So how come Flash needs a device but she doesn't?
1: It's almost like the device that Flash is using... Is both a sender and a receiver. It helps you establish contact, and well, Dale just has no filter. She thinks what she says and says what she thinks. Maybe it's a coping mechanism.
0: You know, there's those people who just—they seem like they're crazy because they're talking to the, themselves, but they're just working through their problems. I mean, we all know people like that.
1: Now that I think about it, this this device is probably as annoying as people with Bluetooth speakers in. Because, like, you'll be talking to someone, and they don't have a device, so they're just talking to themselves, and this make, makes it really awkward for everyone around them. And They don't even have, like, a little thing on their ear, so you know that it's Bluetooth. It's just going to be that moment in the bathroom where the person in the stall next to you is just like, oh, yeah, hello? Hello there. How are you doing? Oh, no, everything's okay. The person in the stall next to me thinks I'm talking to them. Oh,
0: then you should uh, tell them to shut up.
1: Yeah, no, like, they, they keep talking to me, and it gets real awkward. Though I think maybe if you're used to it, you learn how to just think and you don't have to vocalize like Dell does. But yeah, like I, I figure it's just the device itself makes it easy enough to talk
0: because that that device is mounted in one of the ships, right? Yep. So it's not like they're going to be able to carry that around. It's a huge communications device that not everyone is going to have access to. It make it totally makes sense that it's a, a receiver and a transmitter. It just kind of makes the connection between the two. And I think that's it for movie uh, mistakes. Yeah, it's movie
1: mistakes. We're moving on to Courtney's movie blog. What does Courtney have to say? Alright, so, when Dale escapes from Ming's harem in the guise of a slave girl, she doesn't just change outfits, she also changes her hair. Somehow she manages to arrange her hair in a perm and put the slave girl's hair up, after she got her drunk, of course. Um, changing clothes is one thing, but the, the hairdo stretched credibility way too much.
0: Well, we've already solved this, though, with the uh, the Mongos uh, Arts and Crafts
1: Guild. See, I'm, I'm of the firm opinion that somewhere they have a hairdo gun. Because, like, they have the gun that shoots, like, the choky fist that we see earlier. They probably got a gun that just does hairdos. Yeah, they, they, like, they have instead of a hair dryer, It's actually, like, a full um, hairdo styler. See, I don't think they... Um, you can set it to perm, set it to beehive, set it to Karen. Set it to stun. Yeah. Stunning.
0: Oh! Um, I don't think it's a gun, though. I think it's just built into, into their doorways. And so when it's like, okay, they have their slave girl uniforms, whatever. They're slaves, it doesn't matter. But it says, uh, hey, I want that slave to come be my concubine for the night. So they're not going to get them all dressed up. Um, Moro's not a patient man. So they just walk through the door and the, uh, the doorway does it for them. It's built in, and that's why there's so many costume changes. They're walking through so many doorways that it just, it's going haywire.
1: Auto-hairstyle doorways.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Got all sorts of weird stuff going on in this place. Yeah,
0: well, it a weird movie.
1: All right. Well, following the escape, Dale manages to shoot her way out of a number of guards, doing a whole bunch of perfect cartwheels, which is some pretty amazing fighting skills, for someone who was super helpless earlier in the film. Um, I'm going to say it's because she's drunk on uh, their weird green liquid. Drunk on weird green liquid. Elaborate, John. All right, so we're, we're, we're made aware that the uh, these guys don't actually understand human physiology very well. Like, they believe they managed to erase all the uh, doctor's memories, but they didn't. And they didn't think he could support a, a level 6, like, download of information. But he could. So maybe... Um, the juice they give her, you know, that's supposed to knock her out, doesn't actually affect her that way. Because she doesn't seem to be very drunk. Like, she says, Oh, this stuff's really good. Instead, it gives her cartwheel powers? Yeah, it, it it's like it boosts her uh, physically and also just gives her slight buzz that she's no longer self conscious because it gets rid of her anxieties. She could do this stuff anytime she wanted. She just needed to feel like she could. She had to drop her inhibitions. Ah,
0: so it's like a karaoke bar then?
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Like she was afraid of flying, but you know, if she had taken this stuff, she would have been okay with flying. In fact, she would probably kicked the pilots out of their, their chairs and flown the airplane instead, because it was in her the entire time. This it's liquid magic feather for humans, at least. I, think, I, I see.
0: Think, I think alcohol is called liquid courage, John. Same, same works. diff.
1: Which is also why she's not as effective later on because it's worn off. All right. Sorry, my turn. Right. Yep. Number.
0: So, okay, what happened to Boltham's daughter? We only, saw you, we only saw her once in Ming's throne room, and then she disappeared.
1: Well, I imagine that uh, she was just not in the throne room or in the scenes. We see a lot of characters, like once, and then not later. She's no bird man. She's a bird little girl.
0: Well, they go to their home planet. Who's to say she's not playing in her room with
1: her bird Barbies? or Bird My
0: Little Ponies? I don't know. Maybe? I
1: feel like it's bird brats. I,
0: I, so, I said... for
1: time period, it's probably... It's the 80s, so it would have been... Um... Bird Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah, Bird Cabbage Patch Kids. Which is actually why uh, Voltan is so angry at Arboria because that's what they make on Arborea is the Cabbage Patch Kids. And Prince Baron won't give them the hookup. Yeah, makes him pay full price.
0: Of course. He's a savvy businessman. You know, with uh, he's British.
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, she's just not hanging around because she's like, what, ten? Like, it was a little girl that they showed, so I don't think she's hanging around in the throne room while they're doing death battles.
0: And And they're not
1: sending her in a battle.
0: Yeah, what good is a 10-year-old bird... Well, I guess she'd be a really small target to hit, but maybe they have the Lost in Space robot where it can't hit small things.
1: Yeah, so I think she's just not around because she's got better things to do.
0: She was an ancillary character. She does not need to be there. All
1: right, so right after his fight with Prince Baron in Sky City, Flash is seen changing into a new tank top. But where did he get it? From the Mongo Arts and Crafts Guild. They are on top of it everywhere.
0: So this person has a, quite a few costume
1: change problems.
0: Can we just, can I do a preemptive, it was the... It was the Arson Crafts Guild? Yeah. All right. Or the uh, color coordinating doorways, I don't know. You know, whatever we decide to, to actually make as the uh, de facto rule. The
1: but rules of Mongo.
0: Mongo's Law.
1: Yeah. Mongo's Law. Okay. So that, that does cover our very next plot hole, right? It does.
0: Uh, didn't. Oh, it's Mink. Whoops. I've been calling him Mongo the whole time.
1: Well, Mongo is like the... The The country. The the Uh, empire, and Ming is the leader.
0: Oh, I thought he just named it after himself like a douche.
1: It's close.
0: Maybe he's Mongo Ming. I don't know.
1: That's his middle name.
0: Okay, so basically, um, the costume change, why does Dale need so many, and did Ming require all his concubines to have a new outfit every hour? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, he did. And And that's
1: why she needed so many. That's why they have the uh, quick hairstyle gun. Makes sense,
0: I mean... How else are they
1: going to have that many? I mean, they have crazy fashions in Mongo. You got to keep up with them. And then we have, why did Ming put a plaque on Flash's coffin after his execution? Because otherwise, how is Ming going to remember every person he kills? You just got to have a plaque there so you can remember, oh yeah, this was that Flash Gordon guy. Oh, that Flash Gordon guy was kind of impressive. If I give him an impressive plaque, it makes me look more impressive because I got him killed.
0: See, I think... Flash Gordon was the first earthling Ming had ever seen. So it's like, okay, I need to remember how these earthlings die. Killing them helps, but.
1: <laughs> Note. Gas,
0: gas works on them.
1: Humans die from being killed. Puts down the plaque.
0: That's a job well done.
1: Killed by dying. Sounds about right to me. And I, I don't think he ever found out that humans breed, uh, bleed red blood either.
0: Uh, everyone else bled like all shades of the rainbow.
1: Yeah. But not human. All right, how about this, guys? Is it just me? Or does Ming and Princess Aura closer than a uh, father and daughter should be? Like she's flirting with them almost?
0: Well, she's just the femme fatale. She flirts with everyone.
1: She flirts almost as much as Flash Gordon. She flirts reflexively.
0: It was a coping mechanism. Her father was very distant growing up,
1: he was trying to neglect for success. Well, she did turn out to be a quite a manipulative backstabber. Sometimes literally. All right.
0: Let's see. So back to Dale's costumes. Did anyone else notice that her headpiece looks exactly like the uh, fascinators that Fergie's daughters wore to Prince William's wedding? And this is a... I'm sorry, sir, but this is an older meme, but it checks out.
1: Uh, it's not a not a plot hole, but it is correct. I mean, it, we, we looked it up.
0: We'll have to post a picture of this because I... Until I saw the picture, I actually thought you were talking about Fergie as in, like, from the Black Eyed Peas. But it's not her. Apparently, she's like the Duchess of something in England. Anyways, besides the point.
1: But yes, yes, the answer is yes. But not a plot hole. Yeah. All All right. right. So moving on then, after fleeing Sky City on a flying rocket cycle, Flash contacts Voltan and the other Hawkmen for help. Only, how did he know how to use the intercom, let alone that Voltan would be the one to answer? Well, um, it looks like it's a pretty straightforward intercom. Like, literally, it's just, you know, you pick it up and you press on. And it is a Hawkmen uh, rocket cycle. A rocket jet? Or what was it? Rocket, rocket
0: cycle. Rocket well, cycle. It looks like a jet ski, but that's trademarked, so it's a rocket ski. It's
1: a rocket cycle. Yeah, and uh, I assume it just has a, a, a button that you, you turn on, and it just, all of them connect to uh, Voltan because he's in charge of them all. Well, and to be fair, he specifically is just like, you know, Voltan come in, hailing Voltan, and then Voltan decides to answer. All of the Hawkmen heard it. Oh, so yeah, it was just kind of a general Hawkmen broadcast channel. He didn't know he was getting Voltan. He was trying to get a hold of Voltan. Like, this is their communi- communication signal. Well, talk to someone who knows Voltan, right? Yeah. And then he was right, and uh, Voltan answered back using his uh, wrist communicator. And then, plot hole the, plot hole the last. Here we go. How exactly does Ming disappear slash die at the end? Does the power of the ring turn on him, or did he turn on hi- turn it on himself? They never really made it clear.
0: No, except they did. Uh, he
1: definitely turned it on himself.
0: Yeah, Ming says an Earthling does not have the power to control my life, and then he turns the ring on himself and kills himself.
1: Or does he? Or does he teleport himself? Yeah, he just his body just disappears, and then we see the like hand later reaching for it at the very end. As there, you know, there's going to be a sequel, so they probably teleported himself to like his uh, healing room where you deal with being stabbed by a spaceship. As one is wont to do. I mean, really, These Flash things- should have aimed for the head these things do come up far more often than you'd think when you're an evil overlord of the galaxy. You know, dying and then coming back later?
0: Yeah. That just sounds like a lazy writing though. I mean, what sort of jerk would do that?
1: I don't know. So, uh, I think that's all the
0: plot holes. I do have my problems
1: with the movie. Oh, Eric has problems with this movie.
0: So, these are my Flash Gordon notes. So, what sort of douchebag wears a t-shirt with his own name on it?
1: You mean like the one you're wearing right now? That says Harrison? Uh, going on... Well, I mean, it does not like I don't think that's he is a douchebag maybe a little bit. I mean, he's a
0: professional athlete. See, watching the whole movie, I don't think he's completely a douchebag. I think he's more of a dumb puppy douchebag. Like he does he thinks he's being funny, but it's like, "Oh, you're just
1: coming off like and, and no one's uh, willing to tell him that he's coming off as a douchebag because yeah, he's just so sincere. He's the quarterback for the New York Jets and you don't really want to ruin that because he's going to hook you up with uh tickets to the next game. Yeah.
0: Okay, so next, next problem I had with the film, it's where the scientist um, convinces them at the point of a gun to stand inside the rocket ship. And if you look at the scene, it has Flash Gordon on one side of the rocket ship, uh, Dale on the other side of the rocket ship, and then the, I can't remember the scientist's name, but... Zakov. Yeah, Zakov. He's standing at the entrance. So he's pointing the gun at Flash Gordon, and then Flash Gordon pulls Dale to stand right next to him, and I was just thinking, she was perfectly fine right there, Flash. You literally are now putting her in danger. Man, you must be dumb. So what well, yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Uh...
1: But, you know, it's... he wants her close because he can then protect her with his body.
0: Was he worried about Ricochet or something? I don't know. She's yes.
1: Just... He's afraid that the bullet's going to bounce off of his uh, muscles or something. Oh, okay. That's why he works out. I mean, if uh, the defensive line can't stop him.
0: Let's see. So the ne- next one I have, so this is after they crash land on the, pl- uh, after the space pod, is it? Flash asks Dale if she remembers his name while she's looking at his chest with the word Flash silk screened onto it. What if she forgot
1: how to read?
0: I don't know. I guess that kind of just goes back into the first one. What sort of douchebag wears a shirt with his own name on it? And then my last problem, when, so this is a... Uh, this is when the Emperor is um, addressing his subjects. Yeah. It's when you tell your lackey to fetch the secret police in front of your subjects, it kind of negates their efficiency as secret police.
1: No, no. I mean, that's why you, you let them know that there's the secret police, because then they wonder is there a super secret police? And we saw that there's like stages of a uh, police and stuff going on. And I mean, everyone knows the secret police's phone number, so you can rat on your neighbor. Of course.
0: We have it printed next to our phone. But the, anyways, that's all my problems, and then I just realized I learned to stop worrying and love to learn, love to learn the bomb,
1: or learn to love the cheese.
0: No, well, this movie bombed.
1: Oh I, yeah, it is a bomb. Yeah. So I guess that's true. So uh, is that that's your thought, right?
0: That's my thought. Those are my thoughts. Just watching this
1: movie. All right. So this is actually like I've seen it maybe two and a half times now. I actually enjoy it more each time I watch it.
0: Is it a so big movie? So bad? It's good. Hmm. No. Well. Okay.
1: Maybe. Yes. Because
0: that, watching it multiple times and it gets better and better, kind of qualifies as a so big.
1: Because you know it's dumb, and then you're just you're in it for the ride now, and and laughing at it, and the movie doesn't take itself seriously ever.
0: That is true. I think, I was trying to say that who who is giving the most sincere um presentation but i think it was probably roger moore but it was still you could still tell he was like yeah let's ham it up why not
1: yeah it was a little extra ham like everyone knew that they're not in a serious movie and like if you actually go and watch the original flash gordon stuff it's like straight up if it was black and white this movie is that sort of thing just you know the from the like lizard men costumes which are like they're not trying to be lizard men they're trying to get the the same lizardman uh, costumes from before, where it's the guy with like the lizard mask, and he's got the his uh, eyes are popping out of the mouth because that's where they were set so they could see, with like you know the fabric tail behind him. Like they knew that this was ridiculous. I mean, no hawkman was putting on his costume and saying, "Oh yeah, this is uh this <laughs> is high brow oh, stuff. This is the quality." This is my Oscar moment. Yeah, you know you're in it for the the giggles. I swear, like, some of the scenes, like, no, everyone was just trying to get through their lines while keeping a straight face.
0: So would you recommend people watch this movie, John? Yes. How about you, Richard?
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: I think as long as you go in knowing that, you know what, don't expect too much, yeah, it's a fun movie.
1: Yeah, expect expect cheese. So, uh, any last thoughts? <sighs> no? Right.
0: What about, I was going to say, what do you what do you think, Richard? We we haven't heard much from you. Like, what is your opinion on the movie? so when did you first see it i
1: want to say i saw it in high school i know i didn't see it in high school but it was like i want like honestly it was i think got it from the library as a i know i'm going to be watching a bad movie watch a bad movie kind of thing so it's like aliens versus predator but a different kind of bad movie kind of it's you know when you're like you know what, I'm going to watch Space Mutiny, but you don't have, like, Rip Hardflank everywhere. You have Flash Gordon. You have Flash Gordon. And you have a decidedly better soundtrack, because Queen. So, uh, why do we think Flash Gordon failed? Is it because no one recognized that it was supposed to be this kind of campy satire of itself? There was a lot of technical problems on set. Like, a lot of stuff had to be redone, re-improvised... A lot of the audio got dubbed dubbed over because they couldn't get good audio the first time. Some of the actors were just like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna show up to do that." Ah,
0: I also ironically kind of blame Star Wars for it because Star Wars had swept the world by or three years earlier. And if we don't, if you don't know, Star Wars was supposed to be a Flash Gordon movie. But so I think the studios like, well, Star Wars was supposed to be Flash Gordon. Let's push out the actual Flash Gordon. And it will be our Star Wars moment.
1: But it came out in the wave of uh, Star Wars clones?
0: Yes. So, you know, it was the original Star Wars, but not... It's kind of like the movie um, The Giver. and then, uh, So that book is set in a dystopian future, and all, all the other dystopian future, like teenage books, are based off The Giver. All
1: the YA dystopias?
0: Yeah, they're all based off The Giver, but when The Giver movie actually came out, it's like, oh, well, this is just a copy of all the other teen dystopia movies, when it was, in fact, the original.
1: More like a John Carter of Mars. Very much. Where uh, the John Carter series was the foundation of uh, space operas. But, you know, it took forever to f- get a movie. And at that point, everything in it is just like, oh, it's cliche.
0: When in fact it was not cliche, that was groundbreaking. But it just took too long. So that, that was a serial like Flash Gordon, right? It, or was it a series of books? It was a series, was a series of, books. of books. Yeah, it was books. Okay. Okay, I I didn't know if they'd made a cartoon out of it, or or like a campy...
1: There's plenty of comic books based off of it.
0: I I didn't know if they had like a 40s Saturday morning, not not cartoon, but like this old Superman. TV serial. Or radio serial. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they did. I bet they did, because it was extremely popular when it first came out. There might have
1: been a radio serial for John Carter, I'm not sure.
0: We'll save that for the John Carter show. But, anything else we want to talk about?
1: Flash Gordon. Um, you know, we uh it's got one song. It does. They really got their use out of that song. gonna yeah. lie. Queen Queen wrote that song and they used it a lot like the entire end sequence is that song. Just they keep going with it. And they open with that song. And uh Oh, yeah. Um, it did make us think, and we'll probably actually see if we can set this up as a poll, of uh, um, evil doers and their and the gifts they give. Because like, uh, we're trying to compare the dresses that all the evil people give to their captives. So uh, so who do you think did it best? Was it Jareth from the Labyrinth? Is it Ming the Merciless in Flash Gordon? Is it Gozer the Gozerian? Is it Darkness from Legend? I don't know. We don't know. Is it the Beast in, uh, in Scroll? Kroll. is it curl yeah it Krul. is a curl yeah and it is the beast right it has been it's a while since I've seen Kroll. I've never seen cruel we watched it in theaters but yeah um leave us your thoughts on Facebook which uh, dress is the best dress ladies speak up
0: we know you're out there I've seen the analytics and fun fact most of our listeners are in fact ladies at least on Spotify
1: well there we go
0: But you could also let us know on Twitter in 280 characters or less who is or who. Who gives the best dresses?
1: Or if 280 characters is not enough to explain why uh hairdo guns are completely absurd and neither and doorways aren't going to fix your costume change problems, you can send it to us at plotsbacklepodcast at gmail.com.
0: We would also like to give a huge thank you to our patron investors.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, I was trying to think of a We're gonna
1: give you a thank thank you as good as we can, although we can't write thanks. In the sky using birdmen. We don't have enough birdmen, but we might be able to post a gif of it. <laughs> the end. There's a question mark. Or is it? Flash. Whoa. Not you don't yet. care about football. None of us do, but now we must. That's all right. I don't think any of your listeners really care either. That's okay. Like like I was giving Eric earlier. Okay. My experience with major league football players uh, goes one to one with douchebaggery. So. Mm. Flash. Whoa. Oh, gosh.
0: I really wish this person would, like, choose a different song. Every time they start playing it loud, it's this song. And it's that repetitive... Boom, boom, boom. Makes me feel like I'm in lower Midgar.
1: Flash. Whoa. Unless Jack takes up guitar (laughs) playing between now and then. Which he might. You know, never know how kids are going to be.
0: Yeah, maybe he's a savant on the guitar. That'd be cool. Except for the whole rock and roll lifestyle.
1: How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle?
0: And how do you afford your rock and roll band...
1: Flash, whoa.
0: I would rather drive in silence than have the radio on. As much fun as commercials are, sprinkled with a bit of different music. (laughs) I'd rather, like,
1: you'd rather drive in silence. That's, it's kind of scary, actually. I think that's one of the top ten signs that you're a serial killer. Flash,
0: whoa. But if you're walking up, you could walk up the escalator with the speed of stairs.
1: (laughs) Like that is like that as a superhero power. The speed of stairs. <laughs> you can climb at the speed of stairs. Anyways. I never said it was a good superpower, but my methods you are just... You can't trust stairs. All right, are we uh, They're always up to something? Flash.
0: Whoa. I do have my problems
1: oh, with the movie. Oh, Eric now. has problems with this movie.
0: So these are my Flash Gordon notes. So, and this is just my musing, so I probably should have put it on my own Tumblr blog, but I don't have one of those, and I'm not going to.
1: And so this is where you vent.
0: I. It's a podcast. Of course it's where I vent. We have upwards of dozens of listeners.
1: All right, Those what's are. our... Uh,
0: so, okay, beginning of the movie, what sort of douchebag wears a T-shirt with his own name on it?
1: Flash. Whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, he said we do that. <laughs> it was I a almost, test.
0: I almost did that, though. All right, okay. So, it's...
1: Are you saying if we printed a T-shirt that said Eric, oh shoot. and like I said, it was awesome on it, you wouldn't wear that T-shirt?
0: Of course I would. Um, I'm putting a marker here. I actually have a shirt that says Harrison and I meant to wear it tonight, so I could say that
1: joke. Now we could just look at you.
0: Yeah. Can you guys pretend that I'm wearing my shirt that says Harrison on there? Yeah, well, sure. We're, we're pretending. Okay, let's I'm gonna start. Try again. Own. We're
1: not gonna edit that out the whole conversation. <laughs> we'll <We're> just <laughs>
0: Okay.